Hello, I'm Lydia Shampole, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Creepy Tech Podcast. This week, we are going to do a deep dive into the AppSure app, what it is, how it's used, and the way that it's changing our understanding of what it means to have free will and free agency as human beings. So, let's jump right in. In today's political and societal climate, Everywhere we look, there is some sort of movement to either put all human beings on an equal playing field or to widen the gap so that some of us fall through the cracks. There's an endless list of movements and groups all believing that their version of what reality should be is the correct one. And although some are insane, others do have substantial points and do seem to have the best interest of mankind at the heart of their organizations. Some of the movements currently making the most waves include the following. Number one, the pro-life movement. Two, the Black Lives Matter movement. Three, the All Lives Matter movement. Four, the Proud Boys. Five, the Me Too movement. Six, the Feminist movement. And seven, the Men's Rights movement. And I could keep listing them off for possibly forever, but the ones that I want to cover are the last three. You may be wondering where I'm going with this episode and what in the hell the Absher app has to do with social movements in general. Well, if you have never heard of Absher, prepare to be more than slightly disturbed. Like all technology, I'm sure that the creation of Absher was the end result of a little bit of good intentions mixed in with a lot of need for control. According to Wikipedia, Absher is a smartphone application which allows citizens and residents of Saudi Arabia to use a variety of governmental services. Amongst several of the services with the Absher app, it can be applied for jobs and Hajj permits, passport information can be updated, and electronic crimes can be reported. The application provides 160 services for residents of Saudi Arabia, including making appointments, renewing passports, residence cards, IDs, driver's licenses, and others. The most controversial part of Absher is that it enables Saudi men to track the whereabouts of women they control as a part of the country's male guardianship system. Yes, that's all from Wikipedia, and yes, you heard that correctly. The application allows men to give or revoke permission for the women they either have guardianship over so like daughters and sisters, or women who they have legally married to do various activities or even just to leave the house. Here's the thing. I'm not going to dive too deeply into the religious side of Saudi Arabia because, to be honest, that's not what interests me about this topic, and I don't really care what religion anyone believes in. What really gets my mind up and running is the intersection between human behavior and technological advancements. Since the creation of the internet, it became unbelievably clear that these two things would be perpetually intertwined. Simply because, um, even though we are the ones creating this tech, we continue to push those boundaries and then complain about it the entire time. When I say that this one had me spiraling down a rabbit hole for hours, I'm literally not kidding. (laughs) So, anyways, the original goal of the Saudi Arabian government was to create a way to streamline the process of getting traveling documents, updating information, and things like that. 
they essentially wanted to reduce the wait times outside these official locations. They wanted to also have a more accurate profile of their citizens and just to make life easier for both residents and those working in their official buildings. Like I said earlier, good intentions, right? Even the name itself means good tidings or yes or yes sir. Now, Absher was created in 2015, and it is available on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. By February 2019, the app had been downloaded over 4.2 million times from the Apple Store and had over 11 million total users. It's safe to say that there's quite a market for this technology. And considering that one of the goals of the Saudi government was to create a way for residents to easily and quickly access various services, the app quickly proved to be an essential part of everyone's day-to-day -day lives. So even though it's helped out so much, it wasn't until early 2019 that news outlets began to report on the wife tracking service that was a large part of the app itself. Countless media outlets began reporting the story of uh, how two sisters gained access to their male guardian's Absher account to give themselves permission to leave the country. This permission allowed them to escape. You may be wondering what the male guardianship system is. This system has been around for years. Since this isn't an episode about the Saudi law system, I do have to mention that the laws in place do play a large role in this app. I have to cover a bit of both. Anyway, let's get into why Absher is such an interesting app. What I found the most interesting about this is that this app is prospering because the laws in the country it was created in allow for it to be used in this way. What is legal in one area or country affects the technology that is created and how it can be used. Let me explain a little bit. As a man, it is completely legal and encouraged to be in control of an entire fully grown woman in Saudi Arabia, meaning that Saudi men need to be able to know exactly where any woman under their guard is at a moment's notice. They need to know things like what these women are doing, how long they will be doing it, why and whether they approve of that action or task. Now, for decades, Saudi Arabia has had many laws that Westerners view as anti-feminist or incredibly disturbing, but the views of Westerners have had some influence on Saudi Arabian laws. I'm sure most of you also remember that it wasn't too long ago that Saudi gave women the right to vote in 2015, and even more recently in 2018, the right to drive. The passing of these laws was the step that Saudi took to begin addressing the concerns about human rights violations addressed by the United Nations. For an example of that, the Human Rights Watch website stated that, quote, women's rights activists in Saudi Arabia have repeatedly called on the government to abolish the male guardianship system which the government agreed to do in 2009, and again in 2013 after its universal periodic review at the United Nations Human Rights Council. Following both hearings, Saudi Arabia took limited steps to reform certain aspects of the guardianship system, but these changes remain insufficient, incomplete, and ineffective. Today, the guardianship system remains mostly intact." Unquote. Currently, Saudi women must still follow the male guardianship law, and the consequences of doing anything without the permission of their guardians can be severe. For instance, in an interview written by Anne-Marie Basada on RFI, she discusses the case of one Saudi woman. Quote, in 2012, 
Safa created her own movement in English, which soon joined forces with the Arabic one. Hers is hashtag I am my own guardian. Much of her artwork now goes into promoting the rights of Saudi women and has become representative of both the Arabic and the English movements. Her popular portrait of a young veiled woman with defiant eyes was inspired by Mariam, one of the first women to be involved in the online movement in Saudi Arabia. Mariam initially went to prison because she refused to deactivate her social media account from which she was voicing her opinions on freedom. As her guardian, her father reported her for disobedience and she was put in prison. But with the large following that she had gathered online, there was pressure to release her. Safa added, it was becoming shameful for them to keep her in jail, unquote. Yet again, in my opinion, this is another example of the confluence of technology, social media, and human behavior. And this continues to present itself time and time again. This time, it was just a little bit more positive. And as I've said before, the advancements in technology results in the opportunity to use it in both positive and negative ways. In this case, social media allowed Mariam to connect with others capable of influencing her fate and getting her released from prison. Even though this was way before the release of the Absher app, it's safe to say that in this case, the existence of the app itself would simply have made it easier and quicker for her father to report her to the authorities and have her jailed. Thus, contributing to the negative side of human interaction and withholding of the rights of women. Now, what is even more disturbing is that shortly after the articles about Absher's women tracking feature, a PR spin soon began to flood media outlets. Countless articles began quoting Saudi women saying that Absher was a response to the time wasted and the headache of political bureaucracy. The articles claimed that before Absher, husbands, fathers, and even brothers had to physically accompany any woman outside the home or provide a male relative who could supervise women as they went about their day-to-day -day tasks. You may be wondering what kind of tasks I'm talking about. Well, uh, currently, Saudi women need the permission and supervision of their male guardians to do all of the following, as well as a whole bunch more. So things like marriage and divorce, they need permission for that. They need permission to travel, permission to get an education, to become employed, to open a bank account. They even need permission and supervision to get elective surgery or other medical procedures. Some of the articles that I saw stated that this became tedious for men and impossible to keep up with. So the government created Absher to help citizens by removing the long lines and form filling that comes with the male guardianship law as well as the other services. In an article on Arab News, quote, Muna Abu Suleiman, an award-winning strategy advisor and media personality, told Arab News that the introduction of Absher had helped strengthen women's rights. She continues, quote, in a Twitter survey, I asked how many women have access to their guardian's absher. Most answer that they control their own fate. Men who do not believe in controlling women gave them access to their absher, and that shows an increase in participation of women in their own decision-making, unquote. The problem is that these women still need to be given the access to their own lives, especially when you consider the role of women and the violence against women throughout history. This means that it's 
not really an equal playing field. Wikipedia described the following about domestic abuse. It says, domestic abuse in Saudi Arabia started to receive public attention in 2004 after a popular television presenter, Reina Albaz, was severely beaten by her husband and photographs of her bruised and swollen face were published in the press. According to Albaz, her husband beat her intending to kill her after she answered the phone without his permission, unquote. Needing permission to leave a household or even a country has some pretty serious consequences for women who are in a domestic abuse situation. It means that they are stuck, and with apps like Absher that claim to also provide a crime reporting service, the underlying law or culture is also the basis for which these crimes are reported and punished. It makes you wonder, who exactly are these apps protecting and creating a simpler life for? Now, on the same Human Rights Watch website that I mentioned earlier, a different Reina, a 34-year-old Saudi woman, said, We are entrusted with raising the next generation, but you can't trust us with ourselves. It doesn't make any sense. End quote. And I totally agree with that statement. How do you expect women to raise children who are going to be functioning members of society when we don't even have the ability to control our own decision making like that that actually doesn't make sense (laughs) anyway in a bloomberg opinion piece (laughs) crown prince mohammed bin salman has said that the government needs to eventually figure out a way to treat this in a way that doesn't harm families and doesn't harm the culture unquote now the saudi government did end up passing a law making domestic violence a crime in 2013 which i believe is taking a step in the right direction but in my opinion while absher does have some great features the app's creepy factor begins to rise when we begin looking at the laws in place that the app was based on and how that contributes to the inequality in genders Inequality is a substantial player when it comes to human behaviors and the foundation which determines societal norms and standards. My question to you is, if the laws are unfair or discriminatory, and we know that they are, should we still be able to create technology that perpetuates the discrimination? Should governments allow tech developers to create software, gadgets, or even companies that are very clearly damaging to the human condition? I don't think so. I believe that governments should be required to change their laws to be more inclusive and non-discriminatory before they create, distribute, and implement any technology to their citizens. If the government's job is to protect the rights of individuals, they should not be creating tech or avenues where these very rights are being jeopardized. Moving on to the two big players distributing the Absher app. These are companies that we hear quite a bit around the household, and it's companies like Apple and Google, both of which have decided to continue listing the app for download on their platforms, even after countless calls to remove the apps. Now, an article on Fortune stated that one of the letters that was sent was by Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon who sent a separate letter to Apple and Google saying American companies should not enable or facilitate the Saudi government's patriarchy, unquote. Go Ron. All right. Sadly, the article also stated that after an internal investigation, 
Google will continue to host the controversial Saudi Arabian app Absher in its Play Store after a probe found that the app did not violate its terms of service. Which makes you wonder, maybe I should go in there and read a little bit into those terms of service. And um, maybe I'll do a bonus episode where I do look into Google and Apple's terms of service agreements. Anyway, just like Google... Apple CEO Tim Cook said that an internal investigation would also be done for Apple. And to this day, there is still no word from Apple on whether they will stop listing AppSure on their App Store. I expect that Apple will follow Google's decision unless a substantial uproar occurs. In my opinion, the app is essentially reinforcing some less than satisfactory laws which limits women's potential. Sure, the Saudi government has repeatedly declared women, half of the country's population, to be a great asset whose talents will be developed for the good of the country's society and economy. And they've repeated this at every UN Human Rights Council review for over the last decade. Now, without the removal of laws like the male guardianship system and technology that reinforces these laws, it's clear that these statements are simply empty promises. It's also terribly clear that if these laws remain the standard, future technology will have far more dire consequences for women, not to mention the additional issues that will arise as other movements from underrepresented communities begin to gain support and gather the attention of media outlets. The other thing I found deeply interesting about Absher is how they handle privacy. Since the app is a government-created technology, The terms of service are actually listed on the Ministry of Interior website. One of the terms is that individuals or businesses must request permission to even hyperlink to their website. That being the case, I have not linked to their website. However, the other thing that did stand out is that the government does state that using their services does not guarantee anyone confidentiality. This site also does not explain what data is collected or how it is used. The website also states that the ministry does reserve the right to disable any links that they find defamatory, profane, or containing information that infringes on any laws. I'll leave you with this. The ethical dilemmas that this short-term of service agreement could lead to are countless, especially when we take into consideration that the very creator of the app is the government. I'd like to know what you think about the Absher app. As always, you can find me on IG at tech underscore creepy or on Twitter at tech creepy and on my website, elshambole.com. Thank you for joining me and hope to have you back next week for another deep dive. As always, if you have a moment, please head over to the Apple Podcast app and rate, review, and subscribe. All right, that's all I have for you. Thanks again. Bye. Podcast. 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 Podcast.